Season 5 of my podcast. Today, my guest is Travis Woodford, who is my swimming coach. He is a cyclist and was a national athlete. Hi, coach. Welcome to my show. Hi, Vidal. Good morning. Happy to be on here. Yeah, this is fun. I really enjoy my swimming lessons with you. Ah, it's excellent to hear. Thank you. I enjoy coaching you as well. You have been a part of many international cycling championships. How did you train to be a part of these events? Um, it was a gradual build-up. So I started off uh, training very, very uh, easily, I would say. Maybe two or three times a week. But as it got more competitive, uh, it went up to maybe six days a week, training two to three times a day. And each session would last between two to about four hours um, because cycling is is a sport that requires a lot of time uh, on the bike. You know, so do you know how long a cycling race is, Vidan? Mm, a long time because yeah. I saw in the, like, the Tokyo Olympics that, yeah. so the start of the day at noon, mm-hmm. the cycling championship had just started. But then, like at seven o'clock in the evening, when yeah. I turned on the TV again, it You're was just on. ending. It was just ending. Yes. So there are many different uh, this, uh, types of cycling races. So I was involved in the road races, and those last really, really long. They can go up to about two hundred and forty km, and on a bicycle, it takes some time to complete that, right? So it goes up to six hours. So. For certain reasons, I had to train really, really long to prepare for them. So yeah, so that's a range. Uh, it was as, as easy as three times a week. And then when it got more competitive, uh, maybe six days a week, three times a day, um, six to seven hours on the bike. Wow, yeah. that's, that's a really long time on a bike. <laughs> yes, I, really, I really enjoy biking. I mean, I... Uh, me and my parents like cy- this is the longest we've actually cycled it was 36 kilometers um from wow. the rail mall in hillview near mm-hmm. all the way to um tanjong pagar um old railway station uh, i remember you telling me about this yeah it's pretty far but it's a nice route right going down there's nice park connectors that you all yeah. the way it was in the, it was on the rail corridor yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been there once. I've walked it, and I've also cycled it once as well. So it's it's cool. Yeah, the walk is far, but yeah, it's really nice. But I, once I get another bike, a new one, I mm-hmm. um, we're gonna do it again. Cool. I'm curious to know how did you become an athlete? It's a a very interesting story. So okay, um, the main reason how I got into sports is actually because of my father. Um, he saw something in me that um, not many others saw, right? And then um, I was not the most focused child. <laughs> Looking back at it now, I was very uh, distracted in school. It's so much energy, but I didn't know where to, to use the energy in. So my, my dad saw it and, and he thought, okay, let's try and put him through um, a certain type of sport. So he, he put me into athletics at first. And I really enjoyed it. So for athletics, I did a cross country and I did 
um, middle distance running. And I really, really enjoyed it. And from there, he saw the potential that I, I could possibly be somebody that was pretty good in sports. And then he supported me all the way. So from athletics, I went into mountain biking. And then from mountain biking, I went into triathlon. And then I stayed in triathlon for quite some time. Um, but in triathlon, cycling was my favorite discipline. So it was a natural process to continue with that. So yeah, my, my dad was the, the biggest influence in, in that. Can you list a few places that you have been for cycling championships? Okay. Cycling championships alone, I've been to Malaysia, Kazakhstan, Belgium, and Switzerland. Yeah. So those just for cycling, but for triathlon, where I was doing more races and traveling more, <clears throat> I can list out a lot more countries. Would you like to hear or just for cycling alone? Sure. Okay. Triathlon, Philippines, Malaysia again. Thailand, uh, Korea, South Korea, Belgium, Switzerland, Kazakhstan. Did I go to Kazakhstan again? Yeah. I think Kazakhstan again. Yeah. So, and, and those were long stints as well, not just races, because we had to go and climatize ourselves to get used to the weather. So, yeah, those are the, all the countries, I think. I, I can't remember so much now because it was so long ago. I think that that covers it. Yeah, that must have been super fun. I re- I really like traveling, and as I said, I also like cycling. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we can go for a cycle one day. You know, it'd be nice. Yeah. On your place. Yeah, it would be nice. Mm-hmm. You were part of the 2010 Youth Olympics in Singapore. How was your experience being part of such a prestigious event? It was. A mixture of many, many emotions and feelings. Um, I was very, very disappointed to, to start with because I actually was aiming to qualify for two different sports, um, for cycling and for triathlon. But because I had a really, really bad race for triathlon uh, to qualify for, for these games, uh, I was the replacement, so I was the second in line. So when I started it off, I was, I was quite disappointed because, you know, I was so focused on, on getting two spots and then I, I ended up with one. But on the other hand, when I started training for cycling and, and preparing specifically for the races that, that was given in YRG for cycling, and I got really, really anxious. You know, it's such a big competition. It's the first time ever that it's happened uh, and it's happening in our home country in Singapore. So I got really, really stressed out and anxious and, and, and the mind was all over the place. I couldn't sleep properly. My training was not going well. Um, and then I got excited, coming closer to you know being able to wear my Singapore colours uh, in front of the home crowd, having my family and friends watch me. And I got a bit nervous again. So it's a mixture of all these emotions. Uh, but overall, it was an amazing experience. Um, I can't begin to describe how proud I was to be able to be in that position. And I know it's been 10 years ago, or more than 10 years now, but I still can remember so many small uh, instances where it happened in YRG, where you know, when we walked out for the first race or when um, we walked out in front of the whole country as a contingent and, and that kind of thing. It's, uh, yeah, to, to sum it all, it was amazing. Mixture of emotions, but I was 
I'll see if I choose one word amazing. I th- I wish I w- I was there to see you in the YOG games. It would have You're not born yet, right? Yeah, I wasn't. Oh no. <laughs> I I do have some videos though, so I will show you um the next session, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd have done really well. I didn't. Uh unfortunately, I did okay for the first race. Second race I didn't do so well. That's because I got caught up in a crash and then I ended up having a heat stroke at the end. So I was a bit disappointed. But it's it is how it is in sports sometimes, especially cycling, you know? So it's okay. Yeah. Which has been your most challenging championship? I can't choose one with that. There's so many. Every race was challenging. Okay. Most challenging, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan was really, really hard. Um it was freezing cold. And I wasn't used to riding in that kind of temperatures. And that day particularly was just really, really cool. So coming from a country like Singapore, where we're used to warm weather, and um, I didn't prepare well enough. And I, I didn't have enough time in Kazakhstan to prepare and get used to the weather. So I started the race and it was like six degrees or five degrees or something like that. <clears throat> and it was cycling and it was raining. Um, so I, I really, really suffered in that. Um, I don't usually suffer in the cold, but this was just particularly cold for some reason. So yeah, Kazakhstan was hard. I, I do have a list of other hard races, but I shall not pick up too much time. Uh, but if you want to hear a second one, I'll say Belgium. Belgium was, was also really, really hard because the Europeans are um, a different breed when they come to cycling. They're very tough and they're very aggressive. And um, being an Asian rider is it's like two different leagues, you know. So I think it used to be as well. So yeah, I'll list two down: Kazakhstan and Belgium. Cold weather is really hard. Yeah, and you're cycling with that game, man. So you're you're going with the wind. <laughs> so it was it was not easy. When when I when I went to the US and I got my bike um over there, it was in winter and. When I was riding it, I, we had to wear jackets and stuff. Yeah. And it was super, it was quite hard to ride it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a, but it's an interesting experience as well. Yeah. But at the end, it was fun. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any tips for being so fit and athletic like you? Okay. Thank you for, for considering me being fit and athletic. I think I was a lot fitter when I was younger, when I didn't have a job. But okay, um, since I, I do coach and I do, my job requires me to understand quite a bit about fitness. I think I shall describe something that not many people would understand. Um, enjoy what you're doing. All right, enjoy it. So like for you, you enjoy swimming. <clears throat> Our sessions together are really fun and all, but you enjoy it. So I think that's what a lot of people um, Forget, don't do not do something that's so difficult and go on a very, very strict diet and, uh, you know, focus so solely on losing weight when you lose the plot a bit of enjoying fitness and using fitness and physical activity to enhance your life, not deprove your life by uh, just eating, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know, really small meals every day. So enjoy what you're doing. Increase the time that you enjoy what you're doing. And over time, you will definitely be fit. Definitely, no matter what sport you do. Um, if you're not competing in anything or if you don't have any particular goal, just enjoy what you're doing, walking, running. 
But if you have a goal, then you need to to really plan out and how you want to reach your goal in whatever sport that you're doing. So I think that's my advice or that's my tips. Um, enjoy a certain sport that you do. Increase the time you do that sport. Um, you know, take more time to to actually love the sport more. And over time, you will start to see a lot of changes in your body in a positive way. That's a really good advice. And for for people, because I know that some people like they don't eat much. Like I, even I used to do that much yeah. sometimes. Why? At know. your age, yeah, I used to do that. Enjoy everything you've done at your age now. Always enjoy everything that you do. But all right, it has to be a balance as well. So if you enjoy eat really nice meal and all that, what do you need to do? Go to the pool, do your laps, and you'll be good. You know. So it's a balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've learned that now. Mm, that's good. Other than cycling, what other athletic sport? What other sports are you part of? Good question. I actually was not involved in many sports until very very late because all the time that I had was was focused on those sports. Uh, but I do like playing badminton and tennis. Um, I think these two sports really help to. Make me fall back in love with 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 that kind of sports again because I was so used to the sports I used to do was all endurance based, you know, very long periods of time doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, but for tennis, it, it's very short stint. So if you lose the point within thirty seconds, you lost the point, and then you need to think again of how you're going to strategize. And, and you know that it's hand-eye coordination. So it's something very different from what I used to do. So I do enjoy playing tennis. Uh, badminton is is quite similar. In, in terms of how tennis is played, um, in terms of hand-eye coordination and everything, but the movement involved in badminton is very, very impressive. But you need to really be agile and quick. So I, I think I, yeah, to, to sum it up, these two sports for sure, badminton and uh, tennis. Yeah, I really love badminton. Right, so it's quick and um, yeah, and fun as well. I love yeah. being with my friends downstairs. Hmm. Yeah, I see them setting up the nets and all that. It's a good spot, especially for uh, a person like you, you know, um, a young, um, what's it called, person who is getting to sports is really good to develop a lot of speed and eye coordination. Yeah. And I've tried tennis a few times. I also like it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really played much of it, only like two or three times. Yeah, you should use it. You have a nice court over there. Um, playing it, it's fun. Yeah, it is. I really, really, really love my swimming lessons with you. What got you interested in coaching? Uh, I enjoy my sessions with you as well, Vidak. Um, <clears throat> I actually started coaching very. Can you guess? Make a guess. What age I started coaching? I don't know. Guess. Um, How old are you now? Nine, right? Yeah. Not much older than you. Ten? Yeah. So I started coaching, okay, not ten, but like at 13 years old. So how this happened <clears throat> was that during my triathlon training, my coach, I really would do, was doing triathlon for quite some time. And then there were some new people that came in and, and they wanted to, to learn how to swim or something like that. Um, and my coach was like, hey, um, Travis, why don't you go there and just show them how it's done? you know, as, as like a role model kind of thing. And from there, <clears throat> it kicked off. You know, I started enjoying 
to coach people and see people improve. I enjoyed the interaction, the communication. And, and that's how I kicked off. So at 13 years old, <clears throat> and then after that, I studied um, a diploma in sports coaching and sports science. And that helped me out even more. You know, I understood the basics and the fundamentals of how to coach somebody. Um, and I have my own way of coaching people. It's not a very conventional way, as I'm sure you would know. Um, I, I, I do it in a, in a very different way. Can you, okay, maybe maybe I'll ask yeah. you a question now. How, how do you think I coach? How do you think I do my session? Let's see how, like you're really inquisitive and you're really curious. So I, I'm sure you're able to tell now, okay, this is how this coach coaches me. Give an example. And I'll tell you why I do that. It's really nice. I, I really like that first you make me do the warm-ups. Oh, you like your warm-up? That's good. Sometimes. But you see the difference, right? Okay, sorry. Continue. Yeah, sometimes, lots of times I like my warm-ups, but sometimes when I'm like tired, nah, it's fine. I understand. But and I like the first you do do first you make us make me do the kickboard kicking and yeah. then we go on with the swimming. Yeah. So um like with the warm-up and everything, it was not easy to implement with you because you are so focused on swimming, which is it's amazing that you are at this age. But there are other elements that help you to swim better. And, and with the warm-up and everything, you could see a difference, right? You started swimming a lot better. Your posture yeah. got a lot better. So I, I don't like to coach from a book, you know, where I just read the book. It's step one to step ten, and then I just proceed that with you. I always like to look at the client, see what he or she likes. Like for you, you're super high energy and you, you're so focused. Um, which is amazing at, at your age. And I, I am truly amazed by how focused you are in really performing. But sometimes it's my job to also take a step back and help you take a step back as well. Am I okay with that? Come down. Let's do stretching. This is important. This is going to help you swim faster. This is going to help you have more mobility. So that's what I like to do as a coach. I like having that, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversation with my client or with my clients in general, if I'm taking a group and pinpointing these these important aspects that an athlete wouldn't be able to see because he hasn't had the experience, but I have had some experience in that area and, and I'm so happy to share whatever that I've learned over the what, 10 years I was involved in sports competitively and it always brings me joy. So I, I love that style of coaching. Yeah, it, yeah I really like it, my the lessons are really fun. I'm very, very happy to hear that. What did you want to be as a child? To be honest, I wanted to be an athlete. The first, I still remember, the first thing that inspired me was watching um, the Olympics. I can't remember the year. And I saw people running the marathon. And I was like, these guys are, are running for a living. That must be quite fun. Maybe I should try it out. <laughs> um, little did I know that it, it takes a lot of, not just running, but a lot of time and effort and determination and blood and sweat and tears. But that was, that was one thing I wanted to be. So I, I think I, I thought of this when I was in maybe okay one or K2. So I was five, six years old. And yeah, I wanted to be an athlete. Yeah, that the 
Yeah, being being an athlete is really fun. I don't have that experience, but I do play lots of sports. I think it's really fun. Yeah, it should always be fun. Um, your job or whatever should always be a certain aspect of fun. If not, it's going to be very difficult, right, to do. Yeah, it's 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 quite fun. It, I really enjoy it. That's good. What are your hobbies? I I enjoy spending time with my family and friends. Um, it can mean because I am pretty busy this this past couple of uh, months. So I really do. I used to like going out and then spending time with my friends and all that. But over the past couple of months, it has really shown me how important my family is. So whenever I can, I always try and come back and have a meal with them, uh, have a conversation with them. Uh, you know, just spend time with them. That's that's something that I'm really, really, that's really, you know, set with me over the past couple of months. I've not spent enough time with my family. Apart from that, I, I do like going to the beach, not doing anything, buying a nice coffee, sitting by the beach and just looking at the water. And, and my third hobby is my motorbike, of course. <laughs> I do enjoy taking the, the motorbike out and, and riding. It, it gives me a sense of serenity and a bit of peace of mind as well. Um, and when I ride my bike, legally and slowly. So everything is, uh, it, uh, these three things are my favorite ones. Yeah, spending time with my family, uh, going to the beach, having a coffee, looking at the waves and, and riding my motorbike. I, I, I also love going to the beach. Right. But for the past two years, I, we haven't, even though we live in Singapore, right, there are so many beaches. Yeah. We haven't been to a single beach. Really? You should go. Like, I think the closest one to you is Hill, uh, Hillview, what, West Coast? Yeah. West Coast, East. But I like East Coast one. Yeah, that's near my house, actually. So if you're in East Coast, send me a message. You can go have a coffee or a drink. Or a meal. Oh. Yeah, I stay like five, ten minutes away from the beach. Oh, that's so nice. That yeah, yeah. You get to go off and... I, what I used to do before I got so busy at work was I used to start my day at the beach. So I'll take my motorbike, I'll ride down to one of the car parks in East Coast, I'll do my run. And then after my run, I'll go to the gym, have a shower, then I'll go to work. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it's a nice routine. But now because I start early, it's, it's not possible. <laughs> I, I hope it can be possible soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on my show. You're most welcome, Vidan. I'm honored to be on your show and uh, to, to talk to you in a different setting, not in the pool or by the pool. Uh, it's quite interesting to talk to you over, you know, in our rooms, over the screen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> no other questions or anything? No, you? Do you have any questions? Any questions for you? Uh, so, what are your plans today? Do you have a busy day ahead? Yeah, we have a really busy day. We have okay, okay. That better not take too much. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. MTR? No. No, really? <laughs> okay, okay. All right, then. I shall not take more time from your busy day. Thank you so much for having me, Vidan. Um. And I'll see you on Wednesday. Tuesday, I think, right? Tuesday. I think Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, let me message my mom about it. Yeah. Okay, bye.
Okay, bye, Brian. Take care. See you. Dear listeners, follow my Facebook page, Curious Vedan, to get updates on my upcoming episodes. To listen at leisure on your phone and get notified about future episodes, subscribe by searching for Curious Vedan wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also listen to my show on CuriousVedan.com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedan and don't forget to rate and leave comments.